RNZ Pacific News, Talofa, I'm Lydia Lewis. Tuvalu's new Prime Minister, Feleti Teo, has named his deputy, a former senior government official, Panapase Nelesone, as Minister of Finance and Development. Paulson Panapa is the Minister for Foreign Affairs, Labour and Trade. Dr Maina Vakafoa Talia has been named Minister for Home Affairs, Climate Change and Environment. The former Foreign Minister, Simon Koffer, is now the Minister for Transport, Energy, Communication and Innovation. No women have been elected this time round. A government spokesperson says Pukakena Boream was the only woman minister in the last government and has not been re-elected. A Bougainville cabinet minister says the impacts of the derelict Panguna mine are ongoing, more than 30 years after its closure. Rio Tinto was the owner and operator of the copper and gold mine in the autonomous Papua New Guinea region when it sparked a civil war. Theonila Roka Matbob was heavily involved in the submission of an official complaint against the mining giant, which led to it funding an investigation into the environmental and human rights issues resulting from the mining. She says people's lives and livelihoods are still at risk. Every single day, this arable land area has been covered by the collapsing sandbags. As we speak, there are families that are continuously moving, but no one wants to talk about this as a violation against people and the environment itself. More than four million U.S. dollars in gold was poured out when mining resumed at the reopened Pagera mine in Anga province in Papua New Guinea. The mine had been shut down in 2020 after the government refused to renew the operator's special mining lease. The restart follows agreement that the PNG state and landowners would have majority ownership of what is called New Pagera Limited. Caleb Fotheringham has more. Inga Province landowners, the provincial government and the state will receive a combined equity share of 51% while the remaining 49% share will go to the developer under the mine's renegotiated agreements. The national newspaper reports a 3% royalty is also included for landowners over the 20-year life of the mine. Prime Minister James Marape, who was on site when gold production resumed, says the first pour was the outcome of all parties working together. Fiji's Great Council of Chiefs will elect its new chairman today at its first meeting since the council was reinstated. Those in the running for the position include Prime Minister Sitiveni Dambuka, President Williame Katonivere and the Speaker of Parliament Ratu Nainama Lalabalavu. The three other nominees for the position include High Chiefs Rote Mumu Kepa, Ratu Epenisa Thakombao and Minister for Itaoke Efereimi Vasu. Mr Vasu says the election of the chairperson and vice-chairperson who will steer the council to deliver its mandate for the Indigenous people is a pivotal moment. The New Zealand Labour leader says he accepts his party's fair share of responsibility for the failures of the accredited employer work visa scheme. 
The visa helped to bring more workers into the country after COVID-19 border restrictions caused a shortage. But the outcome was scores of migrants paying for jobs, but being left without work and living in poor conditions. Chris Hipkins says although his government was responsible for introducing the scheme, blame should be shared. Politicians of all colours, including the the current government and the previous government, put enormous pressure on Immigration New Zealand to get the border reopened quickly after the global pandemic. And uh, and clearly, I think mistakes were made in in the process. Chris Hipkins says the overall design of the system was the right one, but there were problems in implementing it. $1.8 $1.8 million US dollars has been given to the American Samoa Power Authority to conduct a water supply study on the largest island, Tutuila. The Power Authority is in charge of the water supply infrastructure on the island, which is susceptible to saltwater intrusion. The partnership with the US Bureau of Reclamation looks to identify ways to adapt to the effects of climate change and rising sea levels to ensure a resilient water supply for future generations. The director of an environmental charity in Rarotonga says deep sea mining is not mineral harvesting. The Cook Islands government last week approved allowing the term mineral harvesting to be used when referring to collecting nodules. The director of the Ipukaria Society, Calvin Passfield, says using the term is greenwashing. It's going to have to be sucked up or dredged up and there's going to be a whole lot of sediment and a lot of the stuff you read says they'll be taking the top 10 centimetres at least of the substrate with them. So that's not plucking or collecting, that's mining. The Cook Island Seabed Minerals Commissioner says mining is a broad term and remains in the Seabed Minerals Act, while minerals harvesting is a subset of mining and refers specifically to the collection of nodules. In world news, aid organisations are complaining that Israeli forces are making their work in Gaza nearly impossible. The medical charity MSF is accusing Israel of showing total disregard for the protection of healthcare facilities. Meanwhile, UN agencies say their convoys have been systematically denied access. The UN humanitarian agency says Israel's so- Israeli soldiers had prevented a team from evacuating patients from hospital in Khan Yunus at the weekend. Israel says Hamas routinely uses hospitals as bases. In sport, Fiji rugby legend Vilimoni de la Salle has called for the removal of Fiji Sevens coach Ben Gollings. It comes following an unimpressive performance by the Flying Fijians at the Vancouver leg of the World Rugby Seven Series last weekend. It's the latest failed campaign of the defending Olympic champions who have not won a competition in the series since the Toulouse Sevens in 2022. De La Salle told the Fiji Sun that Gollings has underperformed. Gollings became coach in 2021. World Rugby has unveiled a revised format and fixtures for the Pacific Nations Cup. It's a six-team annual competition featuring Canada, Fiji, Japan, Samoa, Tonga and the USA. The competition matches will be held in Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, the USA, Canada and Japan between the 23rd of August and the 21st of September. 
A statement issued by World Rugby's head office in Dublin, Ireland, says teams will be pulled into regions with Fiji, Samoa and Tonga in one pool, while Canada, Japan and the USA make up the other pool. There are no Pacific Island teams in the latest top 10 World Rugby rankings list. Fiji, who were on 10th spot previously, have now been replaced by Italy, who climbed from 11th spot following last weekend's round of Six Nations matches. New Zealand are ranked third with Australia at number nine. South Africa remains the world number one. And Japan's biggest pro wrestling star, Alipate Leone, better known as Tama Tonga, is expected to join WWE. The Tongan-born wrestler resigned from New Japan Pro Wrestling last month, ending his 14-year career with the company. According to multiple sources, Tama Tonga is poised to sign a contract with the WWE. Tama Tonga is the adopted son of WWE legend King Haku. And that is the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website, rnzi.com.